Oh, hi, Rachel. Oh, hello, Brian. <laughs> How was this week for you? Um, this week has been a swirl of chaos. Yes. We are in a Hieronymus Bosch hellscape. It's like uh, like a staircase that has no beginning and no end. No end. It's like, you know the feeling when you're sitting on a tarmac at Dulles <laughs> Airport and you're just like giddy with excitement because you're going on a one-way trip to Vienna with your pal? <laughs> Vienna? Yes. Oh, no, no. I had that, but I was going to Ukraine. Oh, well, that too. That, that makes too. more sense. And like you're just sitting there waiting for the flight to take off. You're texting with your friend Rudy Giuliani <laughs> and the feds come and arrest you and just kill Drag the whole plan. The plane. Yeah, that that's how really I feel. really kills your buzz. It's, it's a real buzz kill. It <laughs> destroys everything. Okay, that's just the beginning of this week. This is This Week in Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. My name is no, my sign is no, my number is no. You need to let it go, you need to let it go, need to let it go. Okay, Rachel, there's so much news. Like, how are you dealing with it? Like, I can't even. Oh like, I, have a, I had, a, had a pretty light schedule this week, and I just found myself watching television like am, a couch potato. I know. I'm, I'm My addiction to Twitter and to, like, my various newspaper apps has never been more acute. I can't stop checking it. That's but, understandable. But, like, what am I, like worried about something breaks five minutes ago and i don't know about it like it's not that's actionable. what push notifications are <laughs> yes, for you could exactly. be going about your day i'm just kind of looking for a distraction and if you're looking for a distraction these days there are plenty of them you yes. know and so i decided like i need to focus on something else and people say that the bachelor is really great oh, no, no no i'm a big reality tv fan I mean, we, we both love the housewives i'm a big survivor you love survivor fan. you've I watched mean, every I mean, season every episode of every season it's on season 39 now yes i spent like countless hours of my life watching it it's there's a new new season it's fantastic and the bachelor i don't know i used to watch it and i once um i even had lunch once with chris harrison in oh, la okay um and so i thought like maybe i'll just get back into the bachelor Why but not but no we we <laughs> cannot have nice things so i just read that peter weber who's the new leading man on the bachelor he's a pilot for delta airlines he's, he's the bachelor he's the bachelor he's mangled <laughs> Did he mangle himself or was he, he mangled by a third party? So <laughs> this week he had to get 22 stitches in his face because he fell. I don't understand how this happened. He <laughs> fell and he hit his head on multiple cocktail glasses while playing a round of golf in Costa Rica and he split his head open. Wait, so he didn't fall on a rose. He wasn't like pricked by the thorns. By the of thorns, a no. But are there? I don't play a lot of golf. Are there a lot of cocktail glasses like on the on the green? I think I understand it was, in the clubhouse later there might be cocktail glasses maybe it was like getting into the golf cart i think that's what it was and he fell and hit his head on multiple like i just don't understand how they were <laughs> okay. arranged so anyway the bachelor whose one job is to be attractive for this show is has 22 has stitches one, in his face job. so chris harrison said in an instagram post that the production has not been slowed at all they're filming as usual it's supposed to debut in january and i just don't understand how they're this only is going to work from one angle from the from, from behind the <laughs> Are they going to have him wear a mask, like in like Sleep No More? Yes, or, like, that's exactly it. Phantom of the Opera? <laughs> that's <laughs> only half the face. This is terrible. I okay, mean, okay, so, so I no. wish you luck. I Please watch The Bachelor and report back. I'm glad you have a diversion. I need it. I need it. Okay. Okay, so um, I'll do what that. Else? Well, let's get started so here. So there's so much going on, but I, I feel like there's this one update that I have to <laughs> deliver. Oh, we've been doing this lately because um, the stories that we've been covering are breaking. 
They're they're in progress, and we often because we're so on top of the news, we often track them at the very beginning. But then there's follow ups. There's often late breaking developments that we must address. Okay, and this is one of those times. So there are stories that are really a, a metaphor or a parable <laughs> for the moment that we're living in. And a few weeks ago, we talked about this 24 year old woman named Ashley Beth Rowland who was arrested after police found $6,000 and a bag of meth inside of her vagina. Of course. And who among us? Who among us has not done that? $6,000. But her defense was that it wasn't hers. The, me- the vagina wasn't hers and the meth wasn't hers? <laughs> the vagina was hers, but the contents of it somehow belonged to someone so else. So someone else somehow slipped some meth into her vagina without her noticing. Without her noticing. <laughs> okay. So this is like, to This was me, the story from a few weeks this ago. Was her, this was her story. This was her cover. And it to me, it, it just rang so so true it's it's like trump signing a check to stormy daniels and then claiming he knows nothing of the payoff it's like rudy giuliani having lunch with these two goons at the trump international hotel and then like saying Saying it wasn't my lunch (laughs) it wasn't my lunch i didn't eat that lunch i didn't give them tickets to vienna um and so there's this promising development to this story about ashley that i think is a harbinger of what is to come for donald trump and his international crime syndicate and um, Ashley Beth Rowland finally admitted this week that the meth found in her vagina belonged to her. Oh, thank not God. someone else. She oh, owned it. At <laughs> least, at least, there's some decency in this world. Yes, she agreed to serve <laughs> four months in prison in northern Louisiana in exchange for a reduced drug possession possession charge. So, well, given that we talked about this before, given that we are somewhat confident that Rudy Giuliani will be arrested, question is. What was in his vagina? <laughs> Definitely <laughs> meth or something. Right. And and will we be satisfied if he only spends four four months in a jail in Louisiana? <laughs> I would love. I would. You know something. Four months seems like a light sentence, but if he was in a jail in Louisiana for even a minute, I'll take it. I don't know what could hold him. He's like so <laughs> crazy. Like he, I just feel like he would break through the bars. Can you imagine him in his like arraignment? Like oh my his God. head would explode. Like Skeletor. But it's just the natural development of things you sign on as a lawyer for donald trump you wind well, up like michael, michael cohen. cohen they all go to jail they all go to jail yeah and so. dowd what's his name john, oh, john, dowd, john dowd writing <laughs> and now he represents these two goons and he wrote this letter <laughs> in, in comic, comic sans font <laughs> saying that they will not deliver any of the required materials in it's ta- hard to, defake, to take a defense seriously when it's written in Comic sense. sense. The only thing worse is Zapfy dingbats. <laughs> that would be next. unintelligible, though. I think that's next. It's it's a clown but car. But that is equally in- unintelligible. That's exactly what the White House is doing. It is writing its defense in Zapfy dingbats. Yes. Well, that's all they have to go on. It's like the crazy defense. Okay. Okay. No, but but I don't anyway. know how we got to vagina meth of Rudy Giuliani, but uh... <laughs> but it it is related okay. because speaking of meth. Um, there was this Twitter thread that I found very interesting from this guy named Jay Relling, R-E-H-L-I-N-G. We'll link to it in the show notes. And uh, he describes himself as a linguist and an engineer, and he's also a very fine detective. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so remember, like, a few years ago, there was that post of Trump. He was in his office eating a taco salad on Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, he's like, this is I love Mexican people, and he was eating a, like... 
Taco Bell burrito. Yes, salad, which he would right? never eat a salad. First right. of all, so it was like a lie. <laughs> well, those salads are not really salads; they're basically nachos. I think for him, like that is even <laughs> that's, a bridge that's as too close far. As he gets, right. So he was like, "I love Hispanics. Come to Trump Tower, where we have the best salads." Okay, <laughs> but what we did not notice is that in the background there were a few things that were slightly amiss. Okay, and those things are there were at least five photographs of himself, which is fine. There was a photo of. I've Ivana Trump in a bikini from when she was 22 years old. Ivana or Ivanka? Ivana. Okay. Oh, his ex-wife. So he still got his ex-wife's pictures up. Bikini photos. I'm just sure hanging Melania up. loves that. I'm sure she loves that. And then there were two fake Oscars, and then, <laughs> <laughs> of course, <laughs> wait, fake Oscars. Yes. Has he ever been in a film? No. Well, he was. Yes, he has been in a film. He was in Home Alone. As a cameo, though. Yeah. I don't think they give Oscars for that. For cameo. In <laughs> <No>. Home Alone. <laughs> no, no. no. Um, but if he takes control of like our whole system of government, you can bet he will win an Oscar next year. Yes. Okay. Um, but the most curious thing is that in an open drawer to the right of him eating the taco salad, if you blow up the photo, it shows... Boxes and boxes of Sudafed packages stacked on top of each uh, don't other. Don't you have to buy Sudafed? Isn't it like behind the counter? It's like over the counter, but it's behind the counter because it's easily abused. It's easily abused. Yes, Sudafed um, is a stimulant. And while addiction to it is rare, it is a thing. And it is also the raw material used to make meth. Right. So you have to show your ID. You can't buy more than one package at a time. So anyone who has like stacks and stacks of Sudafed is either really congested <laughs> or really addicted or, to meth or has crowdsourced. <laughs> like you can't you just can't have that much Sudafed in no, one but location. He's always sniffling. Right. Is, wasn't that a thing during the election? He's especially always like sniffing. always sniffling. Yes. Um, and so the side effects of, you know, Sudafed overuse is pupil dilation, check, hallucinations, check, <laughs> Obviously and check. paranoid psychosis. Obviously, check. Yes. So the jury is in. We don't need a Mueller report <laughs> this here. This is an open and shut case. <laughs> this is grounds for impeachment. This is the addiction we deserve. I mean, do we... Sudafed, the... <laughs> this is the lamest addiction in history. Like what else can like, you be addicted to? Like Godiva chocolate? Like what, what else? Tylenol. <laughs> Tylenol. Afrin. Like, I mean, it's, it's People do get addicted to Afrin. Have they, you ever met those people who are like constantly sniffing that? Yes. When I was in um, health class in junior high school, our health teacher like gave this talk about how he was once addicted to Afrin. But I think he was really talking about cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> so Afrin is code for cocaine. Yeah, I think so. I think that was his way. But didn't of... that come out? I saw the story. Was when the Twitter threads about this. Then it came out about the like hundreds of people who said that they'd been doing cocaine with uh, with Trump. Trump yes, like, not and not just in like the crazy eighties, but like all during through the apprentice. the apprentice during which was like not that long ago. No, it was like, like fifteen years ago. No, yeah. not even ten years ago. Right, there was an apprentice candidate named Noel Kassler who said that Trump snorted Adderall all day on The Apprentice and um, he also ate Sudafed like candy. Wow. And at well, parties... Well, he's like 100 years old and he's still, he is running around like a maniac. Give him that. He has a lot of energy. He doesn't sleep. No, but this guy said at night he would switch to cocaine and high-end meth amphetamine that was hand-delivered by bikers. I don't know if it's true. <laughs> bikers! <laughs> I don't like know. on Harley's? Listen, I'm just reporting <laughs> the tweets. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> We're getting a, such a fucking cease and desist letter from the government. Well, this person was on The Apprentice, and he says he was a witness. This. I just think it's important to pay attention. The symptoms are there. The behavior is there. The motive is there. Yes. This this is not a normal... Guilty. We don't need a trial. We don't need an impeachment trial. I rest trial. my case. Shut it down. No. Nope. nope. Okay. Uh, with all of this... Uh, And speaking of addictions, we all need a distraction, and I have had one. Um, I've been trying not to pay attention. You know, know, I always turn on the TV. I try to get away from it. But the one thing that has kept me distracted, like most of America, is that I am addicted to the Untitled Goose Game. I had never heard of this until today. You showed it to me. And this is a very strange pursuit, a very (laughs) pointless pursuit. It has caused a major loss in productivity (laughs) in America. It's people playing the Untitled Goose Game. It was launched in September, just a few months ago, and it was immediately number one on the Nintendo Switch app charts that's a thing it has uh fans uh including chrissy teigen and like the guy from blink 182 superstar mark hoppus (laughs) like yes and here's the here i'm going to describe it to you here's the basic claim gameplay you are an asshole goose who's going around like this quaint english village and terrorizing people and uh, here's how Vox described the gameplay. They said you complete a checklist of impish tasks set forth for the goose to perform. For example, steal a little boy's glasses, then take his toy plane while he's not looking and give it to a shopkeeper who will make the boy buy it back. Okay. Which sounds a little cruel. But I just have to say that I watched you play it <laughs> and like... <laughs> I, I don't mean any, any disrespect to me or the goose, <laughs> but you were kind of unable to commit any of these <laughs> felonies. I, I didn't follow the rules really. There's a lot of keys to hit and so forth. So apparently, it's very soothing. There's no weapons. There's no bloodshed. It's just sort of mischief. It's just a mischievous goose, and it's it's from it's an like Aust- a hoarder, right? It's like a, the well, goal he, is to he like picks up shit and there... then he brings it to other places and he tries to distract these like faceless people. People like a farmer or a cobbler. But what's the objective? Are you, you try competing? To gra- it's like little missions. You, you grab something and you give it to someone else. Are and you competing towards no, anything? No, no, no. There's are no you... competition. It's just relaxing. Um, okay. <laughs> I don't find it relaxing because I can't figure out how to play. It. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, there's like people, like idiots and officers all across America, like not doing their work and playing this thing. And I'm sitting here not being able the to figure out how it, the Untitled Goose Game. They couldn't goose. even title it. <laughs> well, that was part of the that's part of the fun. So it's um, it's from an Australian software developer called House House. And they started as a joke. They had finished a big game and they were tossing around ideas and there was a group chat and they said, someone dropped in a picture of a goose. And they said, why don't we make a game about a goose? And just for fun, at some game conference, they made a YouTube trailer, like they have trailers for games now, um, of this goose game. And then people were waiting for the goose game to come out and they're like, dude, there is no goose game. We just made this shit up. And um, sure enough, there was such you know, incredible demand for this that they made the goose game. And the, the creator says, for people who live near geese, there seems to be this very interesting relationship that's going on where people are very afraid of them. Yeah, they can bite. They can bite. And and yet, like, if you can control one, you can quack with them, you can 
duck. You can flap your wings. They can imprint upon you. <laughs> and then I don't they think, think there's an imprinting <laughs> feature. They think you're their mom. <laughs> you know? That's not, that's far too complicated. <laughs> this is more like tricking a farmer into dropping his shovel. I, I goose, geese scare me. My sister once got bit by one at the Rosalind Duck Pond. Really? Yeah. She also got bit by a jellyfish. <laughs> oh, yeah, in Ibiza this week. <laughs> She said it was more painful than childbirth. It's terrible. We don't have permission to talk about this, so we're not going okay. to. Okay. Okay. But anyway, so of course this is, you know, uh, ex- you know, broke the internet. There have been a million memes. There's fan art. There's fan fiction. You can even get the goose uh, 3D printed so you can have your very own goose maybe walking around your house terrorizing you. This, I, I just don't understand this. This just seems like a pointless pursuit. <laughs> okay, so if you're listening to this, it behooves... So I downloaded the Goose game, and much to my... So I thought it was something you just played in your browser on your phone, but it's not available on your phone. You have to get it on, like, one of your computers or on a Nintendo Switch. And I went to go get it. I figured it'd be, like, a free thing, and maybe you pay for the extra Goose powers. But no, it was 20 bucks. Wow. And so guess what? I paid it. And and you're playing it it all the time. And I'm playing it all the time. It's terrible. So no, Goose Game. No, we have better things to do with our time, except with everything terrible that's going on in the world, maybe we don't. I don't know. I I have nothing to say about the Goose Game. (laughs) I'm not buying it. I'm not playing it. I don't understand it. I'm I'm proud of it. No, Goose Game. No. Shut it down. No more geese. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Rachel, what do you have? So I was going to do this thing. I was going to talk about Rihanna and her special edition book and this Vogue story, but I, I bumped it for this. Okay. Because um, it was breaking news. It was breaking news. Um, th- you know, I stopped dead in my tracks when I saw this headline <laughs> and I said, Brian, I have to read you this headline. And this is it. Woman finds Python in her toilet two days in a row. <laughs> Because we've heard about those. <laughs> Weird shit comes out of your toilet, right? There's like roaches. Oh, it's us. A, it's not a python <laughs> come out of our toilet. But once, once is enough. This is twice on consecutive days. On consecutive days, different pythons. Okay. <laughs> Wait, how do you know? It wasn't one python that like reared up and then went back into no. the bowels and then bowels and then came back up to the bowels? This is what happened. So this happened in New Delhi and there is a business called Cairns Snake Removals. And it must be a very thriving business. <laughs> very it's a unicorn. <laughs> Maybe Adam Newman should go run it. (laughs) They posted on Facebook what nightmares are made of. Two nights in a row, I've been called on to the same property for a snake in the toilet. (laughs) Each time, it has been a water python. In my time, I've pulled several snakes out of toilets, but never two in two days at the same address. This is a... This is a crisis. This is a um, public health nuisance, a I public health crisis. I think that this person has no choice but to burn down her house. <laughs> to burn themselves. <laughs> Obviously, they're attracting the pythons. They're, I mean, there must be something in their butt or. It's, there's something <laughs> cursed about this house. It's attracting the pythons. It's in India. This is all in this India. This is all in India. It needs to go. Or <laughs> or they need to tame them. They need to be like a snake charmer to like make it come out of the toilet and do its little dance. Yes. Maybe get some incense that, that calms the python. It could python. be a tourist attraction. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Old Faithful, like once an hour that's 
There's a, a new, <laughs> new, new pipe. Comes out of the toilet. Okay. So, no, I'm so glad we did this instead of Rihanna. Please. So yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll update you if a snake comes out of Rihanna's toilet. <laughs> I'm sure that's. Any minute it's going to happen. No, please. Just sorry you brought that up at all. Okay. Shut that down. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take us to Enid, Oklahoma. There was a 911 call that I have heard. It is very alarming. It came from, we subsequently learned, two people in a car, Brent Parks, named 70, uh, age 79, and Tina Springer, age 44, uh-huh. Uh, never mind why there was a 79-year-old man and a 44-year-old were they woman. Were a couple? Who or knows? Who knows? They were in a car together. <laughs> and here's the transcript of the 911 call. Brent says, Tina's bleeding pretty bad. A gun went off and shot her in the leg. The operator says, she shot herself? Uh, Park says, no, she didn't do it herself. Operator says, so who, who shot her? Then uh, Park says, we had a dog in here and he stepped on the gun. So he sort of buried the lead. So instead of dog bites man, it's, it's dog, dog shoots, shoots woman. woman. <laughs> right. So then they instructed him to do a tourniquet. He only had his belt, so he did it with the belt. So it turns out, here's the whole story. They were driving, and then as you do when you uh, cross like grade uh, train tracks, there was a train crossing, so they stopped at the train tracks. So the train was going by. And in the back, they had Molly their seven-month-old Labrador Retriever, who I've seen pictures of. It's very, very cute. And as dogs do, Molly got very excited at this, like, exciting sound and vibration of the trains, and she leapt into the front seat. And she put her paw into the console, you know, the little thing in the middle, like where, where you store put your, a drink or yeah. your coffee or whatever, right? And in there was an unlocked 22 caliber handgun. <laughs> <laughs> and Molly accidentally pulled a- the trigger and shot Tina in the thigh, not once, but three times. Oh my God, three times. Three times. So there was, you know... First, there was a question, was there foul play? But both of the stories coincided, so they said there is no foul play. But the moral of the story, they followed up with these two people afterwards, and they said the moral of the story is you have to keep dogs away from trains. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's the real problem here. We're focusing on the wrong thing here. That's right. How about keeping, not keeping... Unlocked guns in, in the your console. For, uh, dog or no dog. Like, just, just don't keep guns in your car. Like, just I, out in the open. This is the, see, the thing is, this is typical of, like, the gun political discourse here. Guns kill people, right? And people are like, oh, no, it's the problem. It's the emotional health. It's the this. It's the that. It's video games. It's, it's reality right, TV. But the problem it's is there's trains. no fucking gun there. You can't shoot anybody, right? Yeah. So the, the dog is not the problem. The train is not the problem. It's the fucking gun. It's the gun. It's the gun. It's always the gun, people. So, no. You never know what happens when there's a gun. If you think like, oh, well, people are responsible. No, people are not responsible. They're idiots. Is this woman okay? Did yeah, she She's survive? okay, but honestly, like, I'm not that sad. Yeah, like, I guess you kind of get what you, what's coming if yeah. you leave a you know a Labrador puppy in your back seat with a gun. At least the puppy <laughs> didn't shoot itself. Like that's right, that's right. She got what you get. What you give. You get what you deserve. There you go. Shut it down. Nope. nope. Okay, Rachel. What's next? Um, I want to talk about like haircut shaming. Oh, that's a big um, issue. Yeah. So conservative news outlets cannot handle Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the, you know, freshman uh, congresswoman from New York spending money on anything. 
Um, because she's a, they say she's a socialist. She's a socialist, so, right. and so she must practice the art of like human deprivation, life of austerity, and right, ascetic, live in a rock. Ascetic, <laughs> right. So the Washington <laughs> Times had this headline that said, "Exclusive: Self-declared socialist AOC splurges on high-dollar hairdo." How much was this hairdo? I don't know what a high-dollar hairdo is. For a woman, uh, my guess is that for a woman, they get quite expensive. They get very expensive. So they had exclusive information, sources familiar with the situation. (laughs) Oh, the cashier? (laughs) That told from the last Tangle salon on 19th Street in Northwest D.C. (laughs) The last Tangle? The last Tangle. Uh, Like in DuPont Circle on 19th Street, presumably? Okay. Um, that, uh, yeah, I lived right near there. Yeah, so did yeah, I. I. I don't think that salon was there when I lived there. But anyway, so she shelled out $80 for a haircut. Oh, no. And $80. A, $80 and 180 for low lights. That is nothing. Okay, coloring is like a, it's like an art, it's right? It's an art form. It takes a I long time. I just had mine done this week. Um, it was, it's usually like hundreds of dollars. Yes, it's so a she lot was of on money. A budget. It takes she, a long time. Yeah. Yeah, it requires mixing and chemistry and artistry. So because she is a socialist, does that mean she can't have nice hair she's on tv all the time like people don't talk about how like women need these things to maintain their public persona which is a whole yes. other story why they need to look that way but like hair is on your head it's on your face it's <laughs> yes, like it's I a worthy <laughs> investment it's not like something you don't see every day it's it, this i endorse this and i think that people judge you by your hair i think she's not spending enough frankly yes, I think spend more we should we should raise a fund <laughs> for aoc to spend more on her hair i mean her hair always looks great but like i would be happy to introduce her to rodrigo and will <laughs> who i love oh i know rodrigo <laughs> i met him at your wedding <laughs> no i don't think that's not would, the no. same rodrigo no okay. different rodrigo but um <laughs> but um i love that we know two different rodrigos <laughs> we're both yeah well no it wasn't his name wasn't rodrigo <laughs> oh, sorry other Rodrigo. <laughs> His name was Cerrone. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah. Um, close. But anyway, um, I just think that this is... Double standard. Triple standard. Yeah. And, and the best part is this. <laughs> Let me just read you one paragraph from the article. Her high-dollar hairdo stands in stark, contract, stark contrast to that of former <laughs> Attorney General Jeff Sessions. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did Jeff Sessions even have hair? He's a former senator from Alabama who is a regular customer at Senate Hair Care Services in the basement of the Russell <laughs> Senate office building. She could have saved roughly $100 for the same hairstyle at the government subsidized... She had gotten her haircut in the basement of the Senate <laughs> office building? I'm sorry is it like, I'll take the Jeff Sessions... <laughs> It's like the new, remember how like in Friends, everyone wanted the, the Rachel. Rachel. <laughs> it's yes. like, I love the Jeff. But remember back in the 90s, like there were all these haircut scandals. Like remember Bill Clinton, like I think it was like 93, like right, right oh, yeah, after. yeah, he spent $200 yes, for a haircut and, no, in No, but he had to hold up a, a plane, remember? Because he got oh, a at haircut. LAX. at LAX. Yes, that's yes. right. So that was a big scandal. There was like a John Edwards haircut scandal. Oh, John Edwards spent like 300 to $500 per haircut, not even including color. And one time he spent one thousand two hundred and fifty dollars for a haircut because he had to fly the stylist. But it's his to wherever money. He was. It's, it's not like money. the taxpayers are paying for his haircut. No, Let him spend fine. his money whatever, whatever he wants, he wants on. to do. And honestly, if you looked into what people spend their money on, there's weirder shit than that. Yeah, right? I mean, I I think spend 
I think hair is a worthwhile <laughs> investment, and whatever you want to spend on it is it's money not an well expense. spent. It should be amortized. It should be a ca- you can capitalize it on your balance sheet. It should be tax deductible, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> I think I may have done that. That would be my like platform. Uh, yes, that's <laughs> your platform. Running for president, tax deductible haircut. No, no, shut this all down. Okay. Um, okay, so I'm going to talk about Alec Baldwin now. We love Alec Baldwin. We kind of love and hate him. He's like an odd character. He has a temper. I find him to be extremely annoying. Yeah, he's annoying. But we love Jack Donaghy on 30 Rock. I love Jack Donaghy, but I think... The, but he's not that. That's the not who he really is. The best part of that is like it embraced his like asshole qualities. His like douchebaggery. Yes. Right, but sort of put it in a sophisticated package with a bow on top. And in fact, in real life, as a New Yorker who lives, he lives in he's New York... He's a monster. He's a monster, right. So here's what happened, though. He was a victim. So he and his wife, Hilaria... Hilaria. Hilaria? I think her name is Hilarious. No, it's Hilaria. Okay, it's like a hilarious Melania. Okay. Um, and they're four kids. They wanted to have a nice day out in New York City. So what do you do? You do the, like the tourist things. We've all done that. And he decided he was going to take his family for a boat ride to the Statue of Liberty. What what better, more patriotic thing could there be to be to do? And it was $40 a ticket, but that seems reasonable for like a private tour to the Statue of Liberty. And he bought the tickets and he went and then they tried to escort him to a bus that was bound for New Jersey. And on Instagram, he, of course, went to go rail about this, which he does in all caps. And he says, no one ever mentioned New fucking Jersey. Okay. Instead, he took the kids, his family and the he kids. He has like a thousand children, right? No, I think there were four in this okay. case. <laughs> 5,000, you mean four? Then yes, that's correct. Um, he took them on the Staten Island Ferry. And he instead, like, this is a scam. Take the Staten Island Ferry. It's the best ride in New York. Um, and he posted pictures of the tickets, which said, Tours are us. See New York from the water. Destination equals Liberty, New Jersey. Which oh. I guess is some town in New Jersey, uh-huh. which is not the Statue of Liberty. Oh. So he got duped. He got duped. He's such a smart... Now, he's always having tantrums. It's always covered in the New York Post because they hate him. Like, he, had, there was a parking spot where someone put a, like, branch of a tree. And oh, he, he like, has anger management He had definitely had, right. And there was a bicycle that, like, cut him off. Or he was on a bicycle and he got cut off. No, and, and remember the meltdown that he had, like, on the voicemail of his daughter where oh, he right. called her a piggy? who among us hasn't done that so the next day this obviously left an impact on the culture of the city next day the city announced that they were going to crack down on all these fake tour operators if you've ever been at that subway station down there you know you walk out of the subway the south ferry station and oh yeah there's leaflets leaflets everybody you you, you can't walk so de blasio made a firm statement he said the statue of liberty is an enduring symbol of the promise of america tourists and visitors have been taken for a ride and it's unacceptable we won't let up until illegal and deceitful practices are a thing of the past no i think that this is the modern way like Given everything that's going on, I think all tours should be to Liberty, New Jersey. <laughs> that is America. All roads lead to Liberty, New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> this is the modern America. Grifters Just and take scammers. them all to Liberty, Just, New Jersey. Yeah. Okay, so the problem with uh, de Blasio's highfalutin statement is that it was all bu- bullshit. Is that over the next week, there were two cease and desist letters to companies called Freedom Cruises and Sphinx Transport. That name alone should have... Uh, should have given it away. So 
much ado about nothing. He makes a big statement and then they do nothing about it. And there's yet another celebrity waiting in the wings to be, you know, to be bamboozled to take a bus to Liberty, New Jersey. I think it's atrocious. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I don't think I tell you this story. So a few, you know, Doug and I, over the summer, we like to take little field trips within New York City to see things we haven't seen before. So we'll go to like neighborhoods in Brooklyn, whatever. So so recently I said, why don't we go to Staten Island? Mm. Because there's a neighborhood at the other end, Fort George or St. George, that's at the other end of the ferry. And uh, I only took the ferry once when I was in high school. Ferry's supposed to be great. And you get there and it's like this up and coming. It's like Austin. It's like this up and coming, like artistic community. And it's be amazing why don't we go so doug of course begrudgingly goes Mm. and um we get on the ferry and indeed the ferry is absolutely amazing and then we get to staten island and yes as advertised there is an outlet mall there with like the dregs of outlet dumb um but then once you get past there it is an urban wasteland we kept looking for like the cool like arts district and the boutiques and everything and we were literally like walking on the side of a highway Mm. it was absolutely horrible there were like meth addicts everywhere we were like getting harassed and all we could do was just like get on the ferry back home caveat emptor (laughs) nobody (laughs) emptored us nobody caveated us (laughs) okay so no alec baldwin no fake tour guides and no to staten island we may have listeners there but if we do i suspect you know what we're talking about so yeah, no, no you just get shut it. this down you get it. no so terrible i mean we tried to stay away from like the big political issues because they're changing so it's quickly it's evolving so quickly and it's all so terrible and it's just like a swirling toilet of, <laughs> of <laughs> disgusting dervish <laughs> it's chaotic it's it's really so we bad. can't we can't we have to move on to our yups these are the little rays of light the little beacons of hope that kept us going through the week uh maybe this time for a change i'll kick it off i'm going to give my yup to the mayor of minneapolis jacob fry he's, oh he's cute yeah he's kind of he's more than cute he's kind of hot he's yeah. like a justin trudeau without the black face yes. yeah so he's 37 he's a former professional runner and there's going to be this Trump rally in Minneapolis, and he decided that the uh, Minneapolis, whatever, municipal police would not pay for the security that Trump had to pay for it himself. Right, because he would it's never reimburse them. It's a political it's a rally, That's yeah. right. So Trump, of course, was incensed by this, and he tweeted, the lightweight mayor is hurting the great police and other wonderful supporters. 72,000 tickets uh, requests already. Dump Fry and Omar. Make America great again. What does Omar have to do with <laughs> well, it? She's from Minneapolis. I know, but like... <laughs> <laughs> Never stopped him. And then he wrote, somebody please tell the radical left mayor of Minneapolis that he can't price out free speech. Probably illegal. Because Trump is such an expert in what's illegal. Well, if he's so fucking rich, why doesn't he just pay for it and then brag about how much money he has? He's so rich. My God. Yeah. I get a boner thinking about how rich he Ew. is. It's amazing. <laughs> Sorry. And then, of course, Jacob Fry replied, Yawn. Welcome to Minneapolis, where we pay our bills, we govern with integrity, and we love all of our neighbors. I love it. Classy. Class, class act. act. Class act. That go, is what good governance looks like. Go, Jacob Price. Like. Not too run to not too late to jump into jump the race into for the president. Race. Everybody else. Yeah, is we running. got another mayor. We got Pete Buttigieg. So why not you? Yeah, Minneapolis is bigger than South Bend. Much bigger than South Bend. Yeah, go for it. Okay, that's my up. Rachel, what do you have? My up, I mean, you know, I like am <laughs> such a Jerry stan on Succession. Yeah. Jay Smith Cameron is the actress who plays Jerry, who is the general counsel of Waystar Royco. Okay, let's just pause here for a second to point out that our very own Rachel Dodes-Wortman here has had a, an incredible number, which is to say two 
uh, published pieces in this last week. One of them is in the Wall Street Journal. It's about a very cool trend in podcasting. Another Thank one you. is actually about the uh, the politics and gender of succession, of succession as it relates to other sort of gender-related power plays in the world. They're both amazing. Thank uh, you. Hopefully we'll link to them in the show notes. But uh, you have a particular affinity for Jerry. I mean, I love Jerry. I just think I, I love her relationship with Roman. They have this like phone sex kind of. It's not like, phone. It's like it's, on the other side of the door sex. <laughs> it's like it's a very complicated relationship. But anyway, I was delighted to see that J. Smith Cameron tweeted my Vanity Fair piece. Oh, and it was really no one of the highlights of my week. Um, and it just gave me hope. And then like there was also this um, succession theme song remix happening. You're going to ask me to drop it in. I'm going to ask you to drop it in. Well, (laughs) first there was one by Pusha T, which was excellent. And then there's this comedian whose name I'm totally going to butcher. He writes for The Good Place. His name is Demi (laughs) Adejigbe. Don't even try. I'm not even going to try. It's not Lil Nas X. No, it's a lot of letters. And I, I'm once somebody pronounces it to me, I will know it forever. Okay. But, um, but Demi had an even better one, and it is so funny. We have to, we have to put it in. We have to put it in. Okay. Okay. Thank you for listening. Um, you know those rate ratings, reviews, those subscriptions really help us out. If you enjoy this podcast, don't assume it's just going to go on forever. I mean, we need support. We need listeners. We need acceleration. We're a rocket ship. We're going through the roof, but it needs to accelerate. Yes, and we we don't ask for anything. We We ask for nothing. We don't get paid. It's two seconds. Just go into your podcast app on iTunes or Or wherever. Find podcasts are played. And just tap five stars. If you want to write a review, that's fantastic. And if you don't, that's okay, too. Just hit the five. Just hit the five. five. Don't give us four. Don't give us three. If if you're going to do that, then just unsubscribe, and we don't have to hear from you again. Yeah. That's it. That's it. that simple. That's all there is. Okay. Well, if you made it this far, obviously, you've enjoyed this podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh... Terrible, terrible week. It's been really fun to record, though. This has been This Week in Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. All the rich white folk are going to argue, but only one will triumph and win the prize of daddy's love. Will daddy kiss? Who will daddy kiss? Who will daddy Roy kiss? Who will daddy kiss? Can he trust his kids?